Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Football fans, fans of football, balls of the fans of the foots of the balls. I am sure we all loved an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game, but with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, by the way. Did you know that? Did you know that? You'll be a winner once a single point scored. New customers who bet $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get skin in the game with new same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win, and the farther you can run with the legs. DraftKings is safe, it's secure, it's reliable, and best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want, even in the middle of the night. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DNVR, bet $1 on any team to score. And win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score. If they score, you score with promo code DNVR. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome to the Vets. Good Broncos podcast special edition episode this week. We have Chris Murray, who is going to give us the deepest, most insidest look at a quarterback who could be the next Broncos quarterback. We don't know. Carson Strong. Will, big Carson Strong fan, has been just wouldn't shut up about him all season, really. So we thought we would get to the bottom and learn something. You know, we're doing the opposite of what we really do on this podcast, and we're going to educate you on something important as the Broncos prepare for the offseason. Chris Murray, thank you for joining us. Today's episode is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up over at DraftKings, and they will take care. They will take such good care of you. Um, Okay. I just want to start off with this question, Chris. Will's got a ton of great questions, but I think I have the best question. Why will Carson Strong be a Hall of Fame quarterback in the NFL? Yeah, no pressure at all. Um, (laughs) I mean, the arm, he probably has a top five arm in the NFL right now, even though he's in college. Like the arm strength is probably among the best of any of the prospects for the last decade. So the arm is certainly there. And that's the first thing you need to be a good, potentially Hall of Fame quarterback in the NFL. But it's not just limited to the arm. This is a guy who does love football. There are no questions about his desire to play this game and be great at this game. He's a very strong competitor, a guy who's been sacked 
39 times this year while playing on a knee that's recovering uh, from a surgery in the offseason that was supposed to take between 6 to 12 months to heal, and he was back on the field five months after that. The intelligence as a quarterback, he's able to change plays at the line of scrimmage. Uh, you know, he's a very smart guy as well. And the work ethic, this is a guy when he was redshirting at Nevada, would go out to the practice field by himself and set up dummies and throw to them in the snow at like 7 p.m. and 7 a.m. in the morning. So the intangibles are there that you want in a great quarterback. And then it's backed up by the fact that he's six foot four and he has an exceptionally strong arm and he's a pretty accurate thrower as well. So there's a lot to like about Carson Strong as a prospect. And it's outlandish probably to say anyone's going to be a Hall of Famer when they enter the NFL. But he has the tools that can make you dream and believe that that's a possibility. And that's all we need is Broncos fans is to dream. We just <laughs> need to dream. Yeah, you knocked you knocked that one out of the park. I think most people are already convinced. Um, one thing you didn't touch on though is I'm a big name guy when it comes to quarterbacks. Quarterbacks have great names. I think Carson Strong is uh, an especially good name. Where do you think that lands? Like one out of ten. Very good. I mean, especially for Nevada because the capital <laughs> of the state of Nevada is Carson City. So I think yep. as soon as he, you know, signed with the Wolfpack, people were very excited. Uh, he definitely has a name that stands out. When you were asking that question, I'm kind of, I was thinking of, okay, who's the best Hall of Fame quarterback with a boring name? And mm. the first one that came to me was Steve Young. Like that's pretty boring. Steve, uh, I guess Young. I mean, that's that, Jim that's pretty Kelly. boring. You had Brigham Young though, and, and oh, yeah, Steve don't go Young Jim Kelly. I mean, I'm a Bills fan. Uh, I grew up in the. The 90s when the Bills were always going to a Super Bowl because uh, wow. uh, so I just became a Bills fan because I was growing up in L.A. and they didn't have a team. So uh, Jim Kelly, pretty boring as well. But yes, Carson name Strong, wise. like you, you could market that name. And I think that's one oh, of the yeah. reasons that a lot of Wolfpack fans here in Nevada had kind of fallen in love with him. The, the name kind of, you know, said, OK, this guy could be something. He's got some kind of a link to Nevada, even though he's from Vacaville, about two hours uh, west of Nevada and uh, definitely followed through. So he's probably got an eight out of ten name, I think. I, I like Carson Strong as a name. I like oh, it. I can also, so I can give you more scoop on it too. So his yeah. middle name is Brown and his first name Carson is from the Carson Falls. His dad was doing a hike with a friend and ran into the Carson Falls. And that's why he uh, named his son Carson. So we, we have that as well. I know a lot about Carson Strong. I've been covering this guy for four years. We do a Carson Strong show every other week this year uh, leading into the draft. So uh, I, I do have a lot of weird trivial information on him, like his middle name being Brown. That's why you're here. His favorite See, color yeah. is green though. So, His initials are CBS. Oh, my God. And not only does he have a career <laughs> in the NFL after, if he doesn't go to CBS as a commentator, oh, he's going to make so much money. Yeah, you got to tell him so that. Much money. Uh, here's crazy. one thing I noticed. Uh, I think mechanics-wise, I wa- and I've, I've only watched one game of Carson Strong. I, I detach from football on Saturdays because I'm doing it all the other days of the week. So – they played Colorado State last week. So the game was on. Will and I were texting as we watched it together. And I thought his mechanics really, really polished. And it's it's a guy who does – I don't even know, but it's like shoulder work, right? Mm. Like I saw him evade some pressure just by moving his shoulders a little bit. And I see guys like Brady do that. And it it translates to accuracy. His deep ball accuracy was was great. And then he takes a shot to his knee, right? Gets hurt in that game. It looked bad. Is that the same knee that he injured this offseason? And then he yeah. came back and then played through it. So he, 
he injured the knee he had surgery on, then came back in that game and played through it until the game was a blowout, and then they took him out of the game, right? Yeah, so I can give you the backstory. It's a very long backstory on the knee injury. So this is something that actually happened when he was playing in a basketball tournament in Reno, coincidentally. He was feeling some pain in that knee. They went in and they looked at it. They figured he needed a surgery where they put eight biodegradable knee uh, nails in his right knee, which caused him to miss his senior season of high school, which also caused him to kind of not blow up as a prospect. So Nevada was Ooh. the only school that actually offered him a scholarship. Missed that entire senior season comes to spring ball uh, a semester early because he's able to graduate early. He ends up redshirting a year. He plays as a true freshman, plays through a broken collarbone. His next year at Nevada, he has a huge season. That was last year. He's the Mountain West Offensive Player of the Year, the first underclassman to win that award. But he was having some issues with that same right knee during the season. So in February, they go and they do a surgery. They take a piece of his hip bone and they put it into that knee. It was structurally fine. But that was supposed to be because it's a bone on a bone injury and it takes longer for a bone to heal a six to 12 month recovery process. So he has that surgery in February. Obviously, the start of the football season is late August. He did have the knee scoped right before training camp in July. And there was just a lot of inflammation, like structurally, it's OK, but he's been dealing with it the whole year. He had actually not played a game this season without a knee brace on his right knee until that Colorado State game took it off because he was feeling better. He took a hit to it. He heard a pop. He thought it might have been something bad, but it was actually just tearing of some scar tissue in that uh -huh. area. And he's actually felt better this week after it tore, but he didn't know when he got hit what had happened. This is a guy who's been playing behind, which coming into the Colorado State game was the number 130 rushing attack out of 130 FBS teams. His <laughs> offensive line has given up 39 sacks. He's got some really yeah. good skill position players, but he's had to do a lot for his team. He's been hit a ton and has not missed a single series outside of those blowout situations where he comes out early. So in addition to all that other stuff physically, I think he's proven his toughness level this year, continually getting yeah. hit hard, playing through that knee injury. But that is the big question mark. How is the knee going to check out in terms of the medicals? He's actually going to see the Los Angeles Rams doctor this week to determine whether he's going to play in Nevada's bowl. Uh, you go through very extensive medical stuff when you're going to a combine situation. And I think that's going to dictate where he gets drafted because I think everything else checks out. Yes, he's not the greatest athlete, but this is a guy who was probably the best basketball player in his school's history in high school. And he's a very, when you look in that 2019 season, like he could go get you some first down with it, with your legs. Uh, and he's very good in the pocket. I mean, you mentioned the shoulders and stuff like that. Like he'll buy extra time in the pocket moving around and the mechanics are good the release is good so there's a lot to like there but yes the, the knee is the big question mark that's going to have to be solved to determine whether this guy's a first round draft pick or if they don't check out well maybe he's a third or fourth round draft pick where you have to take a risk on the injury to get the rest of that potential as long as that's he's not seeing the chargers team doctors then <laughs> i'm okay with the rams evaluating him i think one of the biggest misconceptions about him as a prospect is that he's a statue because um, going back to like the first game he played, uh, Purdue 2019, he could break contain, you know, run for a first down if it's there, use his legs to set up throws down the field. Uh, do you think that, I mean, nobody's a doctor here, but do you think that's eventually going to come back? I think a lot of it will come back, and I think that is the big question. Will he be the athlete that he was before the knee surgery that he had this last February? Because that was two years post, you're talking about the Purdue game, two years post the original knee surgery, and he was still 
like you said, a very good athlete in that Purdue game. He had five rushes for like 38 yards. He could go get you 10, 15 yards. He's not going to be running around defenses in the NFL, but is he going to be kind of the target that can't move that we've seen in parts of this year as he's dealt with the inflammation in that knee? You watch that Boise State game. That was coming off a bye. He looked much sprier. Uh, I think he's going to get back some athleticism. The question is, will he get back all of it? That That's just a guess at this point. I would imagine as a 22-year-old, 23-year-old, he hasn't lost it all. So I do think he will be much more athletic when he goes to the combine. He actually gives this knee you know, a couple months off from actually playing football games. He's just never going to be an above-average athlete. Like He's not going to be a guy who you draft expecting him to be able to go get you first downs with his legs in the NFL, but he can, you know, extend plays like you said. And I think if that comes back, then he kind of does have all the pieces that you want in an NFL quarterback. Yeah. yeah I think at like, that point too, he's, he's better than advertised as a prospect because right now I think people are kind of, you know, calling him uh, someone in the mold of like Joe Flacco. And I don't think that's totally accurate. No, for sure. I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy who had, uh, a decent level of athleticism back in the day. So uh, whether if that comes back, yeah, maybe you're getting a little bit extra. If you just watch Carson Strong this year, you would not get a full appraisal and picture of the kind of athlete he is at six foot four. If Tom Brady's taught us anything, he can get more elusive as he gets older. And I think that's understanding the game. And I think he's got probably the most underrated skill in terms of like at least fans watching football and that's pocket presence and understanding how to navigate a pocket. And you kind of learn to do that when you don't have a great offensive line. And that was my other takeaway from the Colorado State game was like, oh, he is under pressure almost every time he's throwing. And I was impressed with that. But here's the, the a really important question. And we'll put this in the rundown. He's listed at six foot four. But how tall is he really? he's tall like he's at least six foot three he'll measure tall so i actually had him in our studio yesterday with another prospect from nevada cole turner who's a tight end listed at six foot six like these are legitimate numbers his uh carson's dad something like six foot five six foot six as well so like that's legitimate size i know when colin kaepernick played at nevada he was listed at six foot six he measured at six foot four so could carson maybe lose an inch yeah but he's at minimum six foot three and i do think you look at what you're talking about the pocket presence i think the success of mac jones this year obviously landed in a very good franchise that's the kind of player that carson is you've seen in recent drafts you kind of have to have elite athleticism to go high whether you're justin fields or trevor lawrence or zach wilson or trey lance well how have those guys played in the nfl this year they were obviously put in more disadvantaged situations with franchises that are not as good i think as mac jones has kind of shown you could still win football games from the pocket. Tom Brady has shown that for a long time. 50 years of NFL football has shown you that. So I do think yeah. the fact that Mac has played well as probably the rookie of the year certainly helps Carson's case as well. And yeah, it's it's a legitimate size. He's not getting measured two or three inches taller than what he actually is. I, I think they should inflate it a little bit just to catch the eye of the Broncos. They like their taller quarterbacks. So. Well, that's that's the concern. We, we were hoping he's not taller than six foot four. Six foot five, six foot six. The Broncos draft history with tall quarterbacks. Uh, no, fans would not be behind it if he was six foot six. They would. Well, you look at the Broncos though, and I think this is an interesting fit for Nevada uh, for Nevada quarterback Carson Strong because of all the players they've had for Nevada on their roster. You have Malik yeah. Reed right now. He was an undrafted free agent. You had Brandon Marshall, the linebacker 
who was a all-conference standout with the Wolfpack. You had Virgil Green for six or seven years. He yeah. played for Nevada uh, at the tight end position. You had Kyle Roberts, who was on the practice squad. He's an offensive lineman uh, who was with the Broncos. Wes Farnsworth is a long snapper very briefly. So you're talking about an area that's kind of recruited Nevada players. No team in the NFL has had more Wolfpack players the last 10 years. So, um, you know, I do think it's a, it, it's a position where if Carson got to pick a team, I think he would pick the Broncos. You look at these skill position players. You look at these young players. I actually asked him on our uh, most recent Carson Strong show uh, what team. We did a newlywed game with him and Cole Turner, the tight end, and I asked Cole to guess what team Carson would pick that he would want to go to. He said the Detroit Lions, and Carson said his answer was the Seattle Seahawks. So it didn't make the top two there. I think he probably said Lions because they're going to have the number one overall pick and you want to go number one overall. Um, but I think you look at the position players in the fit. It seems like the Broncos are a quarterback away. And, you know, mm -hmm. Drew Locke has got some similar looks just physically to Carson Strong. But I think Carson is a much better prospect coming in. So we have Matt Mummy is the offensive coordinator at Nevada. His dad, Hal Mummy, created the air raid. Hal Mummy was the head coach at Kentucky when Tim Couch went number one overall in the 1998 draft. His backup quarterback was Matt Mummy. Matt Mummy said that Carson Strong is a way better NFL prospect than Tim Couch ever was. You look at Tim Couch in the early years, he actually was a de decent NFL quarterback. So, yeah. um, you know, there's a lot of things lining up to say that Carson's going to be good at the next level. And he's certainly getting a nice recommendation from a guy who was around a number one overall and is saying that this quarterback's actually much better than that quarterback was. I like that he answered. It's not the answer we wanted, obviously, but it's a good answer as a competitor to say the Detroit Lions. Yeah. I think it's it's kind of strange because if he was fully healthy and he got to show off a little bit of athleticism, I think like he would absolutely be in the discussion for the first overall pick. And you know, there's a chance it could happen anyway, but seeing like what happened to someone like Mac Jones versus Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, it's almost got to be like a blessing in disguise to have a chance to go to someone maybe at the end of the first round where they've already got the pieces and a coach and a, a little bit of a winning culture. That's got to be something that is kind of like an unintended byproduct that might actually help them. Yeah, I actually had a couple of coworkers ask me today uh, where they thought the best fit would be. And I said, the Steelers, you want to go to a yeah. franchise that's well run, that has a history of winning, that has great coaching, that's not going to change. You're not going to have a new office coordinator, head coach every couple of years. They know how to develop wide receivers, obviously. Big Ben maybe has a year left. Carson maybe sits behind him for a year. I feel like a slipping, I guess slipping, to the mid to late first round, if that's where you end up, is much better than going to the Jets and having to save a franchise with nobody around you. So, uh, you know, you make your big money on your second contract in the NFL nowadays. So, uh, yeah, it'd be great to go number one overall. That's a really cool thing to do. But ultimately, uh, Carson wants to win games, and to do that, you want to go to a good franchise. You don't necessarily want to go to the Lions, which ruined the career of Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson and Matthew Stafford. So that, that's always an interesting dichotomy between going as high as you can and getting as much money up front as you can versus going to the right place that will make your career look better in the long run and that you'll have the support you need to be successful. I just Now I'm just worried that the Steelers are going to they're gonna get him. <laughs> They're gonna get I don't know. Like, Kenny Pickett's right there, though. I think that's the oh, obvious yeah. answer for them. Too easy. I, <laughs> that just feels like it's a, a match made in Pittsburgh right there. I do worry about that because I think he would I think that is probably the ideal landing spot. Now, Will said he Carson grew up a, a Raiders fan. 
how how much of a Raiders fan? Because Drew Locke was <laughs> a Chiefs fan growing up, and I just I just think there was too much Chiefs loyalty in his blood. It didn't work out here in Denver. Can he put that behind him? He was also he a Peyton fan, him. though. I mean, to answer your question, he came to the latest Carson Strong show wearing a Raiders jersey. Now, it was oh. a Fred Bolitnikoff jersey, and Fred Bolitnikoff is like the best friend of Jay Norvell. They coach together with the Raiders. Jay Norvell is Nevada's head coach, so Fred okay. Bolitnikoff comes to Wolfpack practices on occasion. So maybe he gets away with it in terms of mm. that, but he did say he has several Raiders jerseys still in his closet. So I think he could move past that, but this is definitely a guy – who has gone to a lot of Raiders games. He actually said that he has never been to a Raiders game where they have won. So he may be a oh. Raiders curse, and maybe that carries over to him playing for the Broncos potentially and continues to curse the Raiders oh, just as an opposing team rather than a fan, if you want to spin it that way. Yes, that's the best storyline we could we could imagine as Broncos fans. Carson Str like just goes on a tear, beats the Raiders the way the, the Chiefs have beat the Broncos, and we just Carson Strong never been to a Raiders game where the Raiders won, and if he does that as their quarterback, oh, my God. So many good videos Will and I could make with that. That's perfect. But here's the thing, though, too. He's sending out kind of mixed signals because Raiders fan, but his idol growing up, Peyton Manning, and he True. wears Tom Brady's jersey number. Well, so that's not his jersey number. His jersey number is 10. They had a quarterback in Nevada at the time named Griffin Don, who actually – is now in uh, medical sales. He was actually just in my wife's office. She's a nurse. Shout out to the nurses out there for uh, <laughs> doing everything you've done during yeah. the pandemic. But yeah. his preferred number is number 10. But yes, Peyton Ooh. Manning was his idol growing up. And uh, we actually had, again, I, I go back to this newlywed game. I asked Cole Turner, uh, which NFL player does he most remind you of, Carson Strong? And he said, MVP version of Matt Ryan, not the current version, MVP oh. version. So that's another good comp. And then when Nevada played Air Force a couple of weeks ago, Air Force's head coach, Troy Calhoun, who has some NFL experience, said he kind of reminded him of Jared Goff, hopefully Rams Jared Goff and not Lions Jared Goff. But uh, we're, we're throwing out some comps here. Uh, Jared Goff in the air raid at Cal, I think, is appropriate. That makes a little, <laughs> that makes a little bit of sense. I kind of see some – it's probably easy to, you know – uh, come to this conclusion based on the first name, but I see some Carson Palmer too. And his quarterback sense. coach is Jordan Palmer. So that makes a lot of sense as well. I think, there it is. I think we found it. <laughs> I think we found the perfect player comp right there. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a very talented kid. Like I covered Colin Kaepernick and cap is a different animal from an athletic standpoint than anybody I've ever covered. Like outside of Lamar Jackson and Mike Vick at the quarterback position, you may not see another quarterback like that. He was very Randall Cunningham like, but Carson, the minute he stepped on Nevada's field, you could just see the throwing motion. I mean, Chris Alts and then the Wolfpack Hall of Fame, obviously, but the College Football Hall of Fame invented the pistol offense, invented the overtime rolls in college, invented the bubble screen like this offensive guru, the only head coach to lead the nation in rushing offense and passing offense in separate years. Like the first time he saw Carson Strong, his jaw was open. Like this guy is way better in mechanics than Cap ever had as a thrower. Now he doesn't have the ridiculous athleticism that may call it a, a really good NFL quarterback. But, you know, he's a special guy, not only in terms of his skills, but I do think he has everything you want off the field. Like this guy burns to be great as a football player, just like Colin. Colin turned down an opportunity to go play college baseball and his only offer to play football was from Nevada. He wanted to be a great Nevada football player. He wanted to be a, a football guy. And I think Carson just has that same DNA where 
you know, everyone's telling him don't play in this bowl game. Like you're going to go play against Eastern Michigan or something. What, what is that going to prove? You've got a knee you're trying to heal up. And there's still a very big part of him that's like, no, like I like playing football games. I only get to play so many of them. I want to go play in this game. I want to finish this season with my guys. We'll see if he gets talked out of that. But I just think he has a very, he has what you want as a leader and a quarterback. Now he can be a little emotional during games. He can throw out the pouty face a little bit more than you'd like to like, and that's not going to work in an NFL huddle. That's something that they've tried to manage with him, but that comes from a place of dying to win games and dying to be great, which I think is a positive and they just have to smooth over, you know, some of the emotional things you see during a game. Yeah. So a little Philip Rivers. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Philip Rivers. Yes. You do see that though, like on the uh, positive side of that, it doesn't feel like they're ever out of a game with him. A lot like of that, comebacks. You you talk about yeah. that first game against Purdue. They're down 17 points, you know, late in the game against the Big Ten team in your first career start, and you rally back to win, it, not even needing overtime. You look at the Air Force game. They're down, you know, two touchdowns with nine minutes to go, and he pushes it into overtime and then scores a couple of touchdowns there, and they lose in the two-point conversion in the third overtime. Like, stuff like that happens. You look at the Fresno State game. He gets the ball on his own, like, own nine-yard line with 50 seconds and no timeouts, and he puts them in the end zone, and they lose on a two-point conversion. That's probably a pass interference. So, uh, definitely, he's got that gunslinger in him, and I feel like he was – outstanding in the two-minute drill. I mean, the one time he didn't get it done was against San Diego State. They didn't have Cole Turner. They're all conference tight end in that game, and I think that played a factor. But he has really excelled when it's back against the wall. We need to touch down. You've got 90 seconds to go get it and got to go to the length of the field. In all but one occasion, he came through in that situation against some of the better competition. I think, you know, they played Cal this year. He played well. They played Kansas State. I think he's proven a lot against better competition. And no matter who they played, there were always four or five throws in the game where you're just like, wow, like that that's a crazy throw. You look yeah. at the Cal throw to Corey Horton down the left sideline. Like there are so many throws that he makes. There was one against Kansas State on like third and 20 to Romeo Dubs, who's another NFL player, a wide receiver for the Wolfpack, probably a top 100 pick. That it was, it's like between three guys all colliding at the same spot. Like he can hit really tight windows that you have to hit in the NFL. Yeah, I, I think no, that's a great point. Like regardless, even the K State game is probably like the biggest knock against them. But you see throws, you're like, oh, that's just it's going to translate. And I, I got to see them in person when they played Cal, and there's like that that Horton throw down the left sideline is still probably the most impressive throw of any like 2022 prospect this year. How committed is Carson to his belief in aliens? Oh, that's funny. Yeah, so we did a Q&A on one of the Carson Strong shows. We were doing Jenga. So the president of the University of Nevada was the former governor of Nevada for two terms, a guy named Brian Sandoval, very well-liked politician who stepped into the president role. And Carson told him, uh, and he didn't go to, into all the details, but basically you should believe in aliens we've got some some science behind it obviously nevada you have area 51 that's in yeah. vegas reno is not close to vegas that's a big misnomer we're about seven eight hours away um but if anybody would know it would be the governor of nevada and apparently there was a conversation between the two and i would say carson is 100 percent convinced that there are yes. aliens out there and has some data and some inside top secret information to back it up yeah i think that's important to his success in the nfl <laughs> Personally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brandon, do you have anything else? No. Um, I I like all the background on my dumb questions about aliens. Now I know there's there's some substance there. 
I'm just the the more I learn about Carson, the more excited I am, and I just I just want somebody who can throw a ball as beautifully as he can. You can definitely do that. I mean, they they didn't have the most success against above 500 teams the last two years. They were one in six against above 500 teams, but it wasn't because of Carson for me. Like he's got two really good skill offensive position players that have helped him. You go back to Josh Allen, who I covered at Wyoming. And he had a bunch of NFL players around him, Tanner Gentry, uh, Jacob Hollister, um, Brian Hill, the running back. And it, it seems very similar. Like, I'm not trying to compare him to Josh Allen in terms of an athletic standpoint. Uh, Josh is a different kind of cat. But the arm strength is there. Yeah. And he's a way more accurate thrower. And he's a way more developed thrower. So I'm really fu- uh, curious to see how Carson does. Because you don't get quarterbacks like this who come through Nevada all that often you know we did have Colin Kaepernick Jeff Rowe was uh, briefly a quarterback with the Cincinnati Bengals Cody Fajardo who was runner-up for the CFL MOP last year um, also played at Nevada after Colin Kaepernick so I've seen some really good quarterbacks during my time covering this program but in terms of being a quarterback you know throwing the ball which is the job of the quarterback like Carson is head and shoulders above all of those guys and you're talking about you know a couple NFL guys and a top top tier CFL guy so uh, you know, I've got family out in Colorado. My brother lives in Boulder. My sister lives in Colorado. She actually used to work for the governor out there. She was his scheduler, um, the dude huh. who uh, Hickenlooper or something like that. He yeah. ran for president. So uh, I go out to that area quite often. So I am I'm rooting for Denver. Uh, that That's my official rooting interest. And uh, hopefully it works out because I, I imagine he could throw the ball probably 80 yards in, in that kind of altitude. Oh, out yeah. He's got quite the cannon. That's good to hear because Will and I, our second team, we like to give a lot of love to is the Buffalo Bills. So since the, those are your guys, uh, it's, it's reciprocal, you know? Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you for joining us. Uh, tell everybody where they can follow you. Uh, where to Twitter? You on Twitter? I am on Twitter at by Chris Murray. I even got a blue check mark somehow. I'm very fortunate. Ooh. But if you do want more on Carson, like I said, we do the Carson Strong Show. So we've got a number of episodes up there. If you go to NevadaSportsNet.com and then cool. search in the search function, Carson Strong Show, you get a little bit more insight into them. We would review the game that they just played in the upcoming game, but we'd also have a segment where we play ping pong or Jenga or newlywed game. They played a uh, miniature basketball, like the arcade version, him and Cole. Um, so you get a better feel for the kind of guy that he is. And, uh, you know, hopefully this gets him ready for the interviews on the big stage. Uh, you know, they go out and they lose to San Diego State, and then he had to come talk to me a couple days after. So he's learning how to be a professional in tough times. And then there's also a lot of really fun times in that show as well on NevadaSportsNet.com. Awesome. I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up my favorite sports book, DraftKings Sportsbook. The only sports book. It's the only sports book I can read. Football fans, I'm sure we we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, which is an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point scored. New customers who bet $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. $1 into $100 in free bets. Uh, I like the parlays. I've been bragging about my parlay hits all week. You can do same game parlays. I like multiple game parlays. Player prop bets is my jam right now. DraftKings safe, secure, reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Make sure you check them out. Code DNVR. Drown, down, down, drown load. Drown load the prop. 
Download DraftKings Sportsbook now. Use code DMVR and bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code DNVR this week. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL. Got to be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restriction supplies to DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Will. Uh, looks like... Your crusade to get Carson to Denver is stronger than ever. Yeah, it just kind of feels inevitable now. It feels like it's too good not to happen. Yeah, I'm all out. I don't even want Aaron Rodgers anymore. Give me Carson Stroud. Yeah, I mean, there's like a 1% chance it's uh, Rodgers strong in the quarterback room. <laughs> I like the idea of, of trading for Aaron Rodgers and then just pissing him off with another young quarterback. <laughs> oh, the best of both worlds, the future and the present. Another Mountain West quarterback. Yeah. No, I think Chris, like, he knows so much about Strong. Uh, even the alien question had a great background on it. Yeah. But I think he just reiterated what I saw in limited action from Carson Strong is that he can throw the football really well and he can throw the football well in varying circumstances. So you watch a lot of quarterbacks that throw a pretty football, but it's to to wide open wide receivers. Just in that Colorado State game, I saw him throw a dime into the corner of the end zone. I saw him throw a 50-yard bomb and hit his guy in stride. And there was some coverage there. And then, yes, he threw another long pass that was to a very open player, but he got hit as he threw the ball. And then he came back from getting injured in that same game. So he like he showed literally that one game showed me everything I would want to see out of a college quarterback. And uh, I'm joining you. I'm team strong. All about it. We're strong. Hashtag strong, 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 strong. Live strong, yeah. die strong, strong, strong. Yeah, I, I did get a little nervous when he said the Steelers because that yeah. feels like actually a really, really good fit, and I'm kind of worried. Yeah, Broncos are going to have to move up to get him, probably no matter what. And Maybe. the neat thing here's here's what's here's I hope the medical, and this is no offense, Carson. I hope the medical doesn't check out <laughs> well. They're like, oh, this guy's a year away from this knee being right, and his draft stock falls just a little bit. Yeah. And the Broncos can get him, swoop him up, comes to Colorado where we got that magical healing weed and his knee is just fine. But that's, you answered probably the biggest knock on him is mobility. And that seems like it's just an issue with a, a knee that's taking longer to heal than expected. So, we- yeah, there's a lot of like Twitter experts out there um, that are like, you know, he's the, he's Joe Flacco trying to navigate his way through. Um, quicksand, and that's just yeah. like it's just not the case. Like, no, he look at a quarterback. You got to look at like look at twenty twenty one, look at twenty twenty, look at twenty nineteen if it's available. Like, yeah, look and at he looks slow. Catalog. He does look very very slow right now, but there's a reason yes. for it. Yes. The one thing I think he does better than Joe is move through the pocket. Like I swear to God, his mechanics are perfect. Just go watch it. Watch his shoulders. I'm, t- I'm telling you, watch his shoulders. Do the shoulder thing again for us. Just like this. <laughs> yeah, it's just... Dodging bullets back there. Boom. He uh, also well, he cares more. He cares more than Joe Flacco, and that's what yeah. I like. 
Oh yeah, he's a gamer. He's a That's freaking comes gamer. Down yeah. He didn't need to come back into that Colorado State game. Oh, absolutely <laughs> not. Already, he probably should. He already had it won. <laughs> and his line yeah. is horrible. So he's doing. He's playing with poor protection. He does have. Who's the receiver that's really good? Romeo Dubs. Yeah. Is it? And he left that. Dub, didn't Dub leave? Dubs leave the Colorado State game too with an injury. No, he he else? was the guy who caught the last touchdown. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, you might be thinking of someone else. He's got a couple good ball catchers, but uh, he does. He yeah. Maybe they should. You know, whoever take uh, one of those. Which drafts him should also get one of those guys too. Just Jamar saying. Chase it. Yeah, because they're all roommates, and they've all like been roommates for for three years or whatever, four years. So I don't know. It feels like a good idea, but you know, I'm, I'm I think not a all right. Well, I think the the goal now is for you to find a couple other people to talk to that have a really strong beat on the college QBs because I like that. Like I like yeah, we should a series or something. Maybe yeah, might be something to look at. Well, Dave Damashek on next week to talk about Kenny Pickett. Yeah, we could do that. I'm sure. Yeah, that would be good. That would be good. And why Pickett should go to the Steelers and definitely not Carson Strong. Yes. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you show Chris some love on Twitter. And uh, we'll see you for the prediction episode. Good night. And Carson Strong has two ACLs. Boom! Football fans. Fans of football. Balls of the fans of the foots of the balls. I am sure we all loved an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, by the way. Did you know that? Did you know that? You'll be a winner once a single point scored. New customers who bet $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get skin in the game with new same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win, and the farther you can run with the legs. DraftKings is safe, it's secure, it's reliable, and best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want, even in the middle of the night. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use code DNVR, bet $1 on any team to score, and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score. If they score, you score with promo code DNVR. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.